welcome to Cyberbytes the podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Cooper, co-founder of Aspron Search. This week's guest is Giora Engel, CEO and co-founder at Neosec, now part of Akamai. Giora is no stranger to cybersecurity startup life, having had two successful exits now, first with Light Cyber, which he founded with one of my previous guests, Michael Mamakluglu, which sold to Palo Alto Networks, also known as PAN, and more recently his API security startup Neosec, which is now formed as API Security Akamai. How are you, man? Good, great. How are you? I'm really well, mate. I'm really well. So you're uh, back in Israel now. Yeah, I'm back in Israel as of last year. Mm-hmm. Very different than the Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that you we finally got you on the show. Um, I actually had your co-founder Michael Mumkluglu from uh, Light Cyber on the show, who's obviously now founded Cardinal Ops. And um, I said that I was speaking with you today, and I said, "Can you share with me some fun facts?" And uh, do you know what he said? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure, no. no, I, I, no. He, he said that you two have been best buddies from like the age of 15 to 30. He said that you started companies together. You've even got married like two months apart. So he said you two are real bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we just, you know, happened to to sit next to each other on, uh, I think, on 10th grade. Yeah. And since then, like, you know, we, we did so much together. <laughs> He's a legend, mate. He's a good, good, good guy. Um, but great. So uh, great to have you on the show with with all my guests. I like to go right back to where it all began and how you got into the industry. So, so for me, you know, the journey started, uh, you know, as I was a teenager, I, you know, I was kind of you know, programming all sorts of things. And uh, and actually, I mean, I just remember now that, you know, some some of my projects were around like, you know, parsing HTTP traffic and it's actually very much related to, to what I'm doing today. So I did it in, in high school. Um, then I spent about six years in the army uh, in cybersecurity space. And uh, that, that, you know, that was just an amazing period. I, I did so many interesting, important things uh, back then. Um, and then after, after that, I mean, I, I'm shortening it a little bit, but uh, studied physics, you know, did a few, a few things and uh, then started my uh, first cybersecurity company. Uh, that was Light Cyber with Michael. Mm-hmm. And uh, Light Cyber eventually, after about six years, uh, was acquired by Palo Alto Networks, where I spent about three years as a VP of product. Um, and then I uh, then I started uh, Neosec in 2020, just when the pandemic started. Uh, I, I really remember these days. I mean, we, we registered the company. We were you know, starting to speak to investors. But I don't think we even had one physical meeting with investors you know, back then, because you know, all of a sudden everything changed. Um, nobody knew what to do, and uh, um, and that that was kind of the you know the time when when Neosec started. And uh, about you know three years after we we got acquired by Akamai, uh, which I, I now I'm, I'm a VP of API security at Akamai. I'm real. I'm real. You've made that sound like such a, a short journey, but I know there's many years of hard work have gone into that. When you was um, in the military, was you on the offensive or defensive side of side of the fence? The, the, the offensive side, you know, typically, typically cybersecurity is more like on the, on the offensive side. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so with Light Cyber, can you just give the the audience a quick idea of what that company was? Because I know it's slightly different to, to what you yeah. you've founded at Neosec. So, so Light Cyber, I mean, the, the um, again starting kind of from from my roots, um, you know. Being a little bit on you know on the offensive side made me understand how attackers think, 
And, um, you know, Light Cyber was all about the fact that, you know, all these breaches started to happen in, uh, it was around 2011. And uh, that was really the first time where, you know, where uh, it wasn't just a malware story or just a, 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 you know, some kind of small interruption. It was like a real data breach where, you know, a lot of money was lost and, and so on for, for many companies. And I realized that it's really it, it's really these attackers behind it that, that have like a whole plan of, of what to do and how to use the information and so on. And the security controls are really not not relevant for for that type of uh, of adversary. Uh, so, so Light Cyber was all about uh, finding the attacker as they operate inside the network. Uh, back then, most of the attacks were, um, you know, typically some kind of compromised machine based typically on an email that somebody opens and, and so on. Um, and from there, the attackers would, you know, laterally move and, and uh, you know, achieve their goals. So that, that was the Light Cyber story. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, the Newsex story is kind of an evolution of, of that mm -hmm. uh, attack landscape. Because if you think about what, you know, the, the way that um, uh, the digital transformation happens today, the way that, you know, we consume our services from, you know, our banks, from basically any type of service, healthcare, everything that we do, it's all digital right now. And um, the way that it works, it, it's all applications rather than data centers and devices. So when you think about wh where, where is the critical information, where is the, the critical application, it's typically an application environment that is hosted either in a public cloud like Amazon or um, you know something like that. Um, and a, a specific employee device typically does not have access to it. So if you just compromise a random employee in, a, in your bank, it's probably not going to give you any, uh, any benefit. Um, instead, you actually should target that application. And music is, is about API security. It's about uh, protecting these applications in, in a very similar manner. It's about uh, finding the behavioral, um, uh, the behavioral patterns of these attackers as they access these applications and uh, you know, being able to distinguish between them and the normal traffic. Nice, nice. Let's segue straight into NeoSec. Let's give us a real, uh, give the guests a real overview of what, when you first founded, was what you've then achieved now. But let's talk about when you first, the inspiration coming out of NeoSec and what, what you were all about at that time. We we saw that, um, you know, application security was uh, uh, was somewhat, you know, stagnant, you know, for uh, for a long time. Um, because you know when the when the big web applications started uh, maybe about twenty years ago I would say like you know when we started to use our uh, you know our, our bank accounts you know through the web and through the mobile uh, applications that revolution was a long time ago and uh, from then until now there was some advancement but um, for the most part you know these organizations were uh, building like one big application and uh, we're adding more and more services on that. In the recent years, all of a sudden, everything became digital. Every interaction, it's not just the, uh, you know, accessing to your bank account, uh, it's many other interactions. It's also the interactions between your bank and the insurance company and like, you know, maybe other affiliates that are that together provide some services. Um, and, um, you know, th those interactions became much more, you know, rich and, and complex. And uh, the number of different interactions that, that we have today is, is much, much larger than before. So, so that actually created a, an interesting gap because it's no longer just a web application. It's actually a, a programming interface that is exposed to the outside. 
it enables quite a lot. I mean, it can enable also web applications, but also it also enables business-to-business uh, -business traffic and, you know, many other types of, of conducting business. And uh, that, you know, that huge growth um, basically required some different tools to handle it because, you know, these new APIs were typically headless. It's, it's all authenticated traffic. Uh, it, it, all that traffic looks legit if, if you uh, use the standard, uh, you know, way of looking at it. But you know, then the question is, what are the clients, uh, what, do, what do they do when they access the data? Um, maybe they get compromised, maybe your partner is misimplemented and you know, can, can actually cause some you know, data leakage on your side. Uh, so all these, um, all these new scenarios were completely uh, like, you know, behind or, or uh, below the radar for, uh, for existing visibility. And, and that's what um, what gave us the, the idea to, to come up with a new method uh, that doesn't just look for known patterns and you know, block known attacks, but also looks for the behavior of these clients that access these, these APIs. Because everything is, you know, is, is done through the APIs today. Absolutely. It's obviously the API security space is very crowded. Like when, when you founded, obviously you had the idea and how did things evolve over the time, particularly with other startups coming up, trying to solve similar problems? How did it evolve from starting to, to where it is now? So when, when we started, I don't think it was uh, such a crowded space, um, but, you know, uh, maybe very shortly after uh, all, all sorts of other companies were, uh, were started as well. Um, I think, you know, I think people realize that it's uh, it's the next big thing, just you know, mm. from the simple fact that um, I mean, the new way to to do networking or to communicate between, you know, applications, microservices, any type of communication is APIs. So it really requires, you know, more than just a, a mention or support for it in in other products. Um, but you know that that's you know saying APIs today or saying even API security is a is a very broad space. Um, it's almost like saying networking or network security. There's a room for actually quite a few different products and definitely different vendors. Um, so so that, that I think is really the reason why there are so many different companies. That's kind of the new frontier. I mean, the, we, we used to focus a lot on, on network, on the endpoint, uh, but you know, network and endpoint are becoming less cent central uh, from a security perspective and applications are, are taking more of, of the stage. Yeah, nice. Because even the the OWASP um, API security top ten coming out, it just shows how how big that the problem is. Like, and yeah, you are right. Like, you are seeing lots of new API, particularly early stage startups. Funny enough, a couple of out of Israel as well. Um, so, you know, to your point about OWASP, I think you know OWASP is a great framework, and you know it mm. helps uh, you know security practitioners to to categorize different types of vulnerabilities and you know handle them and so on. But I think you know vulnerabilities is, is only part of the problem. Because even if you have you know perfect APIs with, with no vulnerabilities, they can still be abused. Right? I mean, the, the attackers you know, might actually get the credentials, uh, maybe compromise one of your users. And it's not even your fault. It's just that you know the user got compromised. Um, and then they can can do all sorts of things with these credentials. You know, some applications are are even inherently open to many users, like you know, for example, banks. I mean they're inherently open to a lot of different users. It's not so hard to get a user for that application. Um, so, so I think, you know, when we talk about API security, it's always beyond vulnerabilities. I mean, vulnerabilities is one layer, but, you know, abuse of APIs is really what we, 
you know, we, we want to, to stop because that, that's really where the damage happens. And it can be as a result of a vulnerability, but it, in many cases, it's actually no vulnerability involved. You know, just the, uh, the APIs were accessed in a way that seems legit, but is actually not legit. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it just one product or have you got a variety of different products under the, the NeoSec suite, which is obviously now API security, Akamai, but because I, I saw, was it Shadow Hunt was more like threat, in, threat hunting? Yeah. So if you do, do you have different products? So we, we offer uh, one product that covers quite a few different areas. Okay. Um, from discovery of APIs um, and uh, posture, behavioral analytics, response, like all, all the, you know, the spectrum of, of capabilities. Um, so that, that's the, the main uh, product platform. On top of that, we also offer the Shadowhunt service, which is quite unique. Mm. Now, I'll give you maybe the, the, uh, uh, the origin of that service. Um, you know, in, in the, you know, before NeoSec, I, uh, LightCyber was, was practically the first XDR company. So today XDR is kind of a big space. There are many different, uh, you know, very good vendors, of course, including Palo Alto Networks where, uh, you know, where, where we, we were uh, before. And um, XDR, I think we, what we learned over the years is that you know the customers don't really have the enough expertise. I mean, they have some expertise, but there is always more expertise that can help to uh, threat hunt and you know uh, have better outcomes of, of how you can use the product. And uh, because of that, you know that that XDR space came up with the concept of, uh, of managed detection and response or managed threat hunting services. Today, practically all vendors provide that, and there are also some service providers that provide you know, these services. When we started NeoSec, we realized that it's very, a very, very similar situation. You know, most uh, security groups don't have specific API security expertise, uh, and therefore they can really benefit from, you know, from that level of service on top of the product. Uh, so, so that's how we created uh, Shadowhunt, and we were in a unique position to, to be able to do that because our, our, uh, like our, our main claim to fame is the fact that we uh, you know, we have all the data. Like the, our product can uh, hold, you know, all all that API activity for uh, for thirty days. Very very similar to the concept of, of XDR, uh, mm -hmm. where all all the data resides within the product, so that the customer can actually access the data and, and see what exactly happened. And you know, same for our managed service. When we when we go back and we see what exactly happened, we can actually you know give better outcomes. We can even thread hunt and you know look for additional things. Yeah, nice. You mentioned customers. What what sort of customers were were you targeting? And did, obviously, I know you're now Akamai, but initially as NeoSec, who who were you targeting? And now, how are you helping Akamai customers? We're targeting mostly large enterprise customers, mm -hmm. uh, but it's actually, I mean, digital transformation is is part of every company's. Uh, Agreed. It doesn't matter if you're in uh, healthcare or you know financial services or or any other uh, field. Of course, if it's a completely net new company. Uh, like, you know, it's a company that started in the last few years, everything is digital. So everything is cloud native and so on. But even for, you know, more traditional companies, every new development that they, they have is, is uh, typically born in the cloud, API driven and, and so on, because they need that velocity. They need to change and they need to, to create new products very fast. Uh, so, so basically, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the applicability is very, very wide. Um, I must say that you know when, when we were uh, NeoSec, we worked with a lot of good companies, and uh, of course we still we still do. I mean, the, those are uh, very loyal, loyal customers. Mm -hmm. uh, now, since we joined Akamai, it um, it made it possible to tap into so many, like, you know, the largest largest of the largest companies in in the world. I mean, the, 
the components that we all use, you know, for mm. most every interaction that, that that we have on the internet. And uh, it's just amazing to see, you know, how how we take it from the scale that we were into a you know a few levels up on you know the scaling and you know type of customers and teams that we work with. That's really exciting for us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess that was one of my going to be one of my questions. What? Why did Akamai make so much sense when when they reached out for to, to potentially acquire? Was it really the scalability piece of taking it to that next step? Yeah, we. I mean, from from my perspective, it's very simple. I mean, our, our vision was to to create the leading platform um, of, of API security and really to help you know, prevent these attacks for all these large organizations. When we had that discussion, we, I mean, we had a, you know discussions with Akamai over time about mm. integration, like we have with many other vendors, even today, by the way. We integrate with all sorts of vendors, with API gateways, with you know, all sorts of uh, WAFs and CDNs and cloud environments and so on. Um, and you know we have very good relationships with, with all these vendors. Uh, some of them, by the way, are now competitive with, with Akamai, but uh, the concept of, of API security goes across different platforms. We don't really discriminate. We work with all the platforms because we know that even Akamai customers, you know, use different platforms for for their APIs. It's not only everything on, on Akamai. There's a combination of different uh, different technologies. So so that that was kind of the the first interaction, and uh, and you know then we we had more and more customers that were also Akamai customers, and we realized that you know if we had a a more native integration with uh, you know with Akamai technology, it would it would make it so much easier. For, for these huge companies to to just you know implement API security because it turns out and you know a lot of people don't really talk about the uh, uh, you know the challenges of uh, you know it's it's easy to you know to only speak about the you know the, the bright and, and uh, exciting things but in our space in API security the real challenge is is the implementation mm -hmm. because you need to actually tap into like the most critical production environment of the customer and you know to get a Typically, a copy of the of the data, and uh, and that that takes time. I mean, of course, the larger the company, the more you know time it, it takes. Even though technologically it can, can be very fast, uh, still it takes time to get the commitment from different teams and, and so on. With with now with, with Akamai, like you know, as, as Akamai, we can uh, uh, we can take the existing you know Akamai customers and you know, with really with a click of a button, enable API security on their environment. Of course, you know they need to have the license and so on, but the implementation is all of a sudden so trivial that we don't even need to have the customer on, you know, on the Zoom call. Uh, you know, instead we we just, you know, we wow. coordinate with the customer. We just press a button and, and it's there. Um, so how it do you do that? Changes the experience. Is that the native connector? Yeah, that's that's exactly the native connector. And and um, what's interesting, I mean, what made that uh, connection between uh, you know Akamai and Newsex so uh, uh, so natural. Is the fact that Neosec is really a SaaS company. Um, like in, in our space, most of the companies are not are not SaaS companies. They they, they provide uh, you know software uh, that can either be run as a SaaS service, um, you know, basically on the uh, you know, on the vendor's environment, or you can run it on your data center. Uh, we decided because of our XDR background and because of you know all that you know long period where we uh, we learned it kind of the hard way. We decided to go 100% SaaS because we know that this is the, the right way to do it, um, and, um, and and therefore our platform is 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 a real you know multi-tenant SaaS platform just like the native uh, like, mm. you know, the core Akamai platform. 
uh, that can benefit from you know the, the scale and, and you know the way that it's built. So interestingly, connecting two SaaS platforms, you know, if you make the effort, and we had you know a few, uh, uh, quite a few uh, you know long months of, of many people working on that uh, on that native connector. Once you make that connection, it's really trivial because you don't need to like you don't actually need to spin new environments and so on. It's like uh, it's only kind of you know background orchestration and uh, existing customer can just you know press a button and you know the, the plumbing kind of happens by itself and with the same user credentials they can access the you know the, the additional capabilities. Mm. So, so that's very very exciting. Mm. By the way, in the same time, we continue to develop all the other integrations and support, of course, support them, but but also develop new integrations because, again, we believe that, you know, we API security is all about uh, uh, you know, coverage of all, all all the APIs. It's not enough to cover just one environment. Uh, you need to be able to cover all the all the different customer environments. Uh, but you know, customers that already already happen to to be on the Akamai uh, CDN network, I mean, for them, the, the transition is super simple. I must say that you know recently when um, since we oh I think I've lost you, Kiora. The volume just uh just cut out. Can you hear me now? Got ya, got ya, got ya. Uh, sorry, just the, the last 10 seconds of, of what you yes. said, sorry. I was saying that, you know, the uh, the customer sometimes can't believe how easy it is because, you know, they have this demanding production environment that is very sizable. And, you know, we we speak to them about, you know, about the implementation process and, uh, you know, basically the next day it's up and running uh, and we can talk about the, the value that they get, the visibility of the API, that we can talk about the interesting things. Uh, so, that, so that's really exciting. Was the uh, you may not be able to say, but was it as easy when uh, Palo Alto when <laughs> when when they acquired Lightcyber? Was it as easy or? Uh, look, so you know Palo Alto is, is you know is also a great company and had a really great journey there. Um, I think you know we did we actually did a very similar thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We implemented our behavioral analytics on top of data that came from the firewalls and the endpoint agents. So we we implemented something similar. Nice. Uh, back there, it was a little bit harder because um, you know the the firewalls are not inherently a SaaS platform, so it, re- it required you know developing you know firmware and and so on. I mean, it it was a you know yeah. pretty significant heavy lift. Uh, here, I think it it was just m- much more um, uh, you know natural to connect these two SaaS platforms together, and, uh, and and that was kind of the vision behind you know behind that. And and again, you know, to kind of close the loop, yeah. from my perspective, we're Basically, accelerating the same vision that we have. And uh, now, as as Akamai, we can uh, just you know execute faster, and we support all the different platforms. It's not really specific to to only you know Akamai customers that have the CDN. Uh, we just move faster now. We have Love a that. larger team. We we hire more people. We you know it's uh, Love it. it's amazing. What well, um big big question to to finish this off. But what what's the future for for API security? So you know, API security. I think, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, I think it's it's the new frontier. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be the the area where uh, where we see like most of the new innovation because again, everybody is developing microservices and and APIs, and those are kind of synonymous. The microservices, the the software piece, and the API is the connection between the, the components. 
So, you know, whenever people speak about microservices, they, they also kind of have to speak about APIs. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there is a, there is a lot to be, uh, you know, a lot of, of progress that, that we, we all need to make from a security perspective because it's very different. It's no longer mm -hmm. protecting infrastructure. It's no longer protecting data centers. It's about protecting, you know, code and the communications between the different uh, services. So I think it's very exciting. I think it, it opens up, um, you know, many new opportunities for the security team to be more embedded within the, the actual business outcomes of, of the applications and not just the infrastructure. And uh, yeah, I think I think it's gonna it's gonna grow significantly in the, the next few years, both on the runtime side as well as you know testing that we also uh, uh, do and, and, you know, and other capabilities. Awesome, Giora, all the best of success now at Akamai. Um, I wish you a great success, and who knows, man, we may be happy to do startup number three at some point. Who knows? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. Speak to you later. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's show, please like and share with your friends and colleagues as this is really important for the show's reach. If you'd like to be our next guest or are interested in Aspron Search's staffing solutions, please get in touch directly with me or reach out to us via our website, www.aspronsearch.com.